everyone wants to get ahead at any age. If you want to reach your goals, if you want to build a better life for yourself, if you want to be happy, then you're needing to get ahead and invest in your life in some way or another. That is the purpose of this episode. You're listening to the Dynamic Women podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. He's your host, award-winning coach, and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Ralston. Hello, lovely Dynamic Women. Welcome to the Dynamic Women podcast. I am Diane Rolston, your host, and I'm going to talk today about getting ahead at any age, whether you're nine or 90. I'm going to share with you a couple of stories from two people that have had some big impact on my life, and you can probably see some of yourself in them. And if you're not, it's going to be a really great reminder of like, oh yeah, I need to be doing these things. I want to be doing these things so that I can get ahead. So let me start with uh, my daughter. (laughs) My daughter is 10 and the title of this was nine or 90 and it just rhymes better than 10 or 90. So I want you to think about your younger self. Okay. So my daughter is very much into art. She loves art. She does art. She goes to art camp. She loves having art supplies. And so I noticed the Harmony Arts Festival in West Vancouver, BC, Canada was having an art call for children, for young people, maybe up to age, I don't know, 15, 16. I'm not sure the exact age, but I thought maybe she wanted to submit some of her art. And I asked her about it and she said, yeah, mom, yeah, I want to do it. But she was a little bit nervous of like, should I do it? What piece should I submit? And then she found the piece, the perfect piece. It was a sailboat. She was very proud of it. And based on the timeline, we had to choose something she already had done because we were very limited in in what we could have her submit. And then she noticed, she was all excited about this piece, but then she noticed, oh my goodness, there's a, there's like a little pen poke mark in it. And so she wasn't going to be able to use that piece. She was very, very disappointed. And let me just backtrack for a sec. This is submitting the art to be put into an art show called For the Love of Art, which is, I'm guessing, just to foster uh, that love of art for children, artists, child artists. And so they were going to put it in the gallery, an outdoor gallery at the Harmony Arts Festival. And then there was the ability for people to bid on these different pieces. So my daughter really wanted it to be a great piece. And I thought it was important for her to foster that love of art in her and to teach her about, you know, that this is what happens to artists. They submit their art and they go in shows or galleries. And then there's a potential to sell and make money from that piece of art. And that's That's the way that business works. And so she was very disappointed that she couldn't put her sailboat piece in, especially because Harmony Arts is right on the water, right on the beach, and it would be a great piece to have. And so she was going through her other pieces and thought, "Ah, I found this piece. It's not a new piece. It's from like two years ago, but maybe we can submit it. And so she did, and she was accepted, and I was very excited. And the deadline to drop off the piece was about four weeks later. Now, I went on vacation. The family went on vacation. There was lots of trips that happened, and we missed the deadline. And I said to her, because it was my fault, and I said to her, I'm so sorry, uh, we missed the deadline to drop off the piece. So you might not get in the show. 
And she's like, well, can you ask them? And of course I sent an email and thankfully they said, no problem, drop it off. So we just recently went to the Harmony Arts show, the festival about a week ago uh, when it started. And we went and we ran over and we found her piece on the wall. They framed it. It was beautiful. And she had that moment, that moment of, wow, look, my piece is framed professionally and in an actual show with my information and my name on it. It Such a cool thing. And so for her, getting ahead meant first having the courage to put her piece in the show. Then it was when, you know, obstacles hit, like missing the deadline, we we still kind of pushed ahead to try and get in. And then now she was being rewarded by seeing her art up. But this took us to the next stage of people bidding on her art. And what I noticed in half of the pieces in the show, there was no ability to purchase the art. But for the other half, there was. And a lot of people had bids. And at this point, she didn't have any bids yet. And so I felt bad. I felt bad for her. But, you know, I, I, pushed that idea of this is amazing, your piece is here. And they, she still had the rest of the week for people to put bids in. So many days later, kind of at the end of the show, we come back and we want to see if there are any bidders, or at least I want to see, because I don't know if I need to go and bid on it. And I see that the sheets have been taken down. The auction sheets have been taken down because they already were processing them uh, for the people that purchased them. And as I uh, thought, oh, well, we're going to have to go and ask if there were any bids on it. I see two people talking about my daughter's piece. And I call her over. I'm like, come here, come here, come here. Look, those people are talking about your art. You should go talk to them. And she was so nervous. And I said, okay, I'll go over. And then you come over. And I said, oh, are you talking about this piece? And he said, yes, we are. We're trying to figure out if it's the four seasons because there was strips of, maybe I'll put a, I'll, I'll give an image with this, with this uh, episode so that you can see it. And they, uh, they were you know, trying to figure it out. I said, well, the artist is right over here. And I called her over and she was able to have this conversation about what medium did she use? Uh, which season was which? How did she get the lines in it? Um, so did she, was it pastel? Was it crayon? What type of paper was it? She got to have this moment where she was the artist. So not only has she had this experience of her art is in a show. First her, her art was picked, then her art's in a show. Now she's speaking with people as an artist. Like that's how you get ahead. You have moments when you get to step into being the person that in the future you want to be and have that knowledge of what it's like so you can tap into that feeling it was so amazing to see her in that moment and she was super shy at first and then and then she, oh yeah and I did this and I did that it was so cute so cute and so as this mom you know who wants to kind of facilitate a positive situation we go over to the office and we ask them about it and we ask you know if there were any bids and I I didn't know when I felt kind of bad and she was flipping as she's flipping the sheets I see all the all the bids on all the other pieces and and it comes to my daughter's piece and she says oh yes there was um someone named Kelly who purchased her piece for fifty dollars like that's amazing and they said yeah so we're gonna send her a check for $50 in the mail and I said oh or her cut because you know a gallery takes a cut and they had already told us that they would be taking a cut and I think that's only fair since they framed it and they mounted it and they did all of the facilitation with the buyer like a gallery does and they said no we've decided to give a hundred percent so she's so excited she's getting a check her first payment for her art 
of $50. Like how amazing is that? And it's funny as we walked away, I said, wow, isn't that great that someone bid on it? And she goes, oh, I had a few bids. <laughs> so she already knew because she ran over another data check and there was another bid before that bid, at least one other bid at $30. And so I was so nervous, but I know that that experience for her is going to foster so much into the future. And so I'm asking you right now for yourself, for your children, for people around you, what experience do you need to have to be able to get ahead? And to jump in early and early, not young early, but early as in like early in your development. So if you don't have that experience yet, doesn't matter. Just jump in and do it. I know the people who have been part of the Dynamic Women's Secrets books have just loved that moment of holding the book and feeling like, oh, this is this is true. I'm an author. Oh my goodness. Like that moment. So just jump in. That's how you get ahead is having these experiences before you're maybe truly ready. The next one about getting ahead when you're in your nineties, uh, at Toastmasters, I met a gentleman named Jan and he was a Norwegian boat builder. And I was talking, I talked with him quite a bit about his life and more so his kind of life as a senior. You know, in his 70s, he learned fencing. And then in his 80s, he wrote his first, I think his first book. And then you know, he was in Toastmasters. And when I met him, he was in his 90s at Toastmasters. And he would take me out to the senior center nearby the Toastmasters club. And we'd have a meal together. It was so it was so fun. And we chat. And one day I said to him, how do you stay so young, Jan? Like, you're in your 90s and you're coming to Toastmasters. And, you know, I, I will share with you that oftentimes he would fall asleep because this was like a maybe 7 to 9 p.m. meeting. And he had driven over from Bowen Island, which meant he took a ferry over. And so he was quite, um, quite tired by that time of the day. So it was really funny. We'd have to like, yawn, yawn, wake him up and be like, it's your turn to speak. And he'd jump up and shuffle over with his cane. And he was so funny because he was sometimes a bit uh, crude in his in his jokes and the things that he'd share. But boy, was he full of life. And so I, so I asked him, how do you stay so young? How do you stay so vibrant at like an older age? And he said, I keep trying new things. I keep challenging myself. I keep giving myself a reason to live. And we want to keep getting ahead at 90. I'm not saying you have to have these amazing, big, challenging goals and drive yourself forward and push yourself and be stressed and hard, like work too hard. But he said, I just I just kept trying new things and challenging myself and, and really not letting age be, be a factor. And he said, you know, I've watched too many of my friends die because they've kind of given up on life. They don't have a purpose or a reason to live. And that for me was so... So eye-opening yet so sad to know that he continues to to watch people have no purpose in life, that they kind of were stagnant and they're not getting ahead anymore, and that he continued to dive in and bring himself to new experiences. And that's why he also would take people out for a meal and, and would have that interaction with people because he wanted to keep living, wanted to keep living. And I just, he has passed. He did end up having a car accident, breaking his hip. And then, you know, oftentimes for seniors, that's kind of a downhill path for him, sadly. But boy, did he have just the most interesting, exciting life 
even into the final years in his 90s. It's really impressive. So I wanted to share these two stories with you about getting ahead, about living your passion, about diving into new experiences. You know, I could have named this, this like live your life or live on purpose, but really it is about getting ahead and moving yourself forward. And so I'm curious, what things have you done recently? And I mean, recently, not like, oh, before COVID or a few years ago or in my 20s. I mean, like recently, what have you done? to push yourself, challenge yourself, dive into your passions, uh, get ahead. What have you done? Ask yourself that. And what can you do? My husband said to me just the other night, I think, I think we should do those dance lessons because I was pushing years ago for dance lessons and he was not into it. But I think he's come to see that that would build some really great connection for us. And I also see it as an opportunity for me to challenge myself because I'm not a dancer. I like to dance, but I don't have any formal training in dancing, at least not since I was about five. And so that's something that I'm going to take on is doing maybe some salsa or something as a way of getting ahead in my own life, challenging myself and also connecting with my husband more. So let me know what you choose to do. You'll inspire me, you'll inspire others. And I just love, I love hearing from you. And so if you haven't yet, make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss out on any of our episodes and share with a friend, like who needs to hear this message today? If you haven't yet also, please write a review. And once you do, take a screenshot of it and send it to team at dianerolson.com with your mailing address so I can send you my appreciation by giving you a little something in the in the mail, in snail mail. Yeah. And so until next time, everyone, make sure that you're getting ahead by some means and stay dynamic. Take care. Bye. Thank you, Dynamic Women, for joining us today please hop on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Who do you know who needs to hear our message? We'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family. If you're ready to be more dynamic, have more balance and more success, head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book. Stay dynamic.